the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another episode of Sideline Sanity with me, Michelle Tafoya. Please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to have you be a regular with us. Today, hmm, reparations. Once again, we're going to discuss the reparations package that is being proposed in San Francisco. We're going to look at this from a different point of view. Wen Fa is with the Pacific Legal Foundation. They are a donation-supported legal organization that helps protect individual rights, uh, property rights, um, rights to rights for individuals for liberty and opportunity. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. And he makes a compelling argument against reparations in San Francisco and really anywhere. But you'd also be surprised what other laws are on the books in different states that simply don't make sense. I mean, you've heard stories before. You'll hear more of them from Wen Fa because this is what he's devoted his life to and what Pacific Legal has devoted their resources to is defending people who don't have the wherewithal to defend themselves against state laws, local laws, municipal laws that get in the way of them starting a business, uh, living a life, you know, having opportunities, having access to schools. It's amazing. And really, thank goodness there are organizations out here in the world that will help these people and support them and get in between individuals and the government and stand up for the person, not for the odd laws that are still out there on the books. We'll focus on the reparations, but you're going to hear some interesting stories as we talk to Wen Fa of Pacific Legal Foundation next. For nearly three decades, she's reported the action from the sidelines. She started very young. She's covered the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and the college football and basketball national championships. And now, during these insane times in our world, Michelle Tafoya thinks we need a serious dose of sanity. This is Sideline Sanity with your host, one of the sanest people on planet Earth, Michelle Tafoya. Wen Fa, welcome. It's great to have you with us. I'd love for you to, if you would, please, just give our listeners a description of what Pacific Legal is all about. Sure. Pacific Legal Foundation is a nonprofit legal organization that represents uh, clients across the country in fighting for their individual rights, fighting for their property rights, fighting for separation of powers and equality and opportunity for all Americans. And our track record includes 15 wins before the Supreme Court of the United States and two more pending this term. Very interesting. There are people that actually need nonprofits to step in and, and, and protect their rights. What, what's a good example of a case that you might take on? Uh, one example is uh, the a case that we took on two years ago. Uh, representing farmers across the United States from Oregon to Florida who were discriminated against on the basis of race when the when Congress passed a law uh, that forgave 120 percent 
of all uh, minority farmers' farm loans, but ex regardless of individual circumstances, categorically excluded um, farmers who were white from this farm loan forgiveness program because of their race. We were able to get a nationwide preliminary injunction in Florida uh, stopping the government from discriminating on the basis of race, stopping the federal government from discriminating on the basis of race. And Congress uh, has since repealed that law and implemented a more narrowly tailored law that's actually intended to address discrimination rather than giving out benefits solely on the basis of one's race. Uh, I, I have to say that's good to hear um, because, you know, we, we are so so focused on race in America these days and simply by virtue of someone's skin color, assume certain things, um, assume, you know, disparities in spite of the fact that there may be exceptions to that. And reparations in San Francisco now are, are gaining some ground. And, and this sounds like something that you might be very interested in, obviously, to assume that someone by the basis of their skin color deserves some sort of reparation to be paid for by anyone who is not um, black. It's, it's, it, this is redistribution of wealth that is really concerning to a lot of people. What's your involvement in and your take on what's going on in San Francisco? I, I think what's going on in San Francisco is uh, egregious. It's wrong and it's patently unconstitutional. What San Francisco is proposing right now is to give $5 million to each eligible individual, regardless of where they live, mind you, on the basis of race, $5 million per person. And that's not just- Wait, when you say regardless of where they live, this you're saying this goes beyond San Francisco? It, it does. So the there have only been draft eligibility criteria with the caveat that there have only been draft eligibility criteria released by the Reparations Committee in December. These will be a final report is uh, going to uh, be distributed in June of this year. So we don't know what the final uh, eligibility criteria looks like. But the draft eligibility criteria allows uh, individuals to qualify uh Regard, even if they live in, say, Atlanta or New York or Chicago because of their race, if they meet certain other factors. So you do not have to be a San Francisco re resident to be eligible. This can, I, I don't even understand how this can pass muster in San Francisco. Now, as you said, this is the draft proposal. So this isn't the final list of requirements. But that eligibility requirement is very, very key in this whole thing. If you say you're going to give five million dollars per eligible person, I wonder what it's going to take to be eligible. But if you reside outside of San Francisco, I don't understand how they can can legally impose that expense on San Franciscans. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know either. And I think that one a key question that has not been addressed at all is how is San Francisco expected to pay for this mm. uh, program? I think a lot of it uh, to be honest, is is virtue signaling and pandering on the part of San Francisco politicians and ignoring the real problems uh, in America today. San Francisco, as you know, anybody who has uh, been there in the last few years would know, has severe issues regarding homelessness, poverty, education, housing, 
we should be thinking about those opportunities to get the government to tear down government imposed barriers to opportunity rather than, as you said, distributing, redistributing wealth on the basis of race. So in addition to the $5 million per eligible participant in these reparations, there are other things like letting go of all of their, any of their debt and a, a, a guaranteed income for, I think, 250 years, correct? Correct. Yeah, there are, there are many things like those you mentioned proposed. And again, the, the, a lot of this really gets um, away from the real problems. You know, California, I live in California, uh, uh, about an hour and a half away in Sacramento. And we've seen regulation after regulation that stifle entrepreneurship and individual opportunity. We just saw, I just saw a report on Bloomberg a few days ago that uh, California regulators have been missing filings and have, uh, have really made errors in important filings. Uh, while if any small business did the same thing, they would be faced with onerous fines that could destroy their businesses. Those are the problems that I think, you know, government entities should address rather than this sort of political pandering, treating people not as individuals, but as basis, as members of arbitrary racial groups. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. When you talk about government imposing barriers between people and opportunities, what are some specific barriers you're talking about? Some specific, specific barriers are ones that we litigate at Pacific Legal Foundation. For example, we represent a, um, a person in Louisiana, a mother in Louisiana, uh, African-American mother who is providing uh, respite care, which is basically care for, for children. Uh, she wants to start her own business. She's very well qualified to start her own business. She has support from individuals all over her community saying that this person is amazing at providing the service. But in Louisiana, believe it or not, you have to get your competitors to sign off on your starting a business. Uh, so Louisiana wouldn't let her start a business just because their competitors, her competitors, do not want her to take away uh their business. Well, in America, the great thing about America is its premise on the idea of capitalism, of free and of free competition, free markets, and people who want to start businesses should be able to start businesses. Imagine if, imagine if McDonald's were able to stop Chick Fil A from opening up. Imagine that, if that's what I'm perplexed by. This this is amazing to me. It would amaze me that. Any business could get off the ground in Louisiana whatsoever. So now we're going from reparations in California to this in Louisiana. Is this a state law? 
this is a state law. And, you know, fortunately, we have been very successful in obtaining legislative victories in states across the country. Many states have this. We've gotten legislative victories in uh, West, Vir West Virginia. We've gotten legislative victories in Kentucky. Uh, these sort of competitors veto requirements, uh, what are called certificate of need requirements, this is something that we challenge across the country. This is something that's a barrier to opportunity and something that I think must be uh, eliminated for individuals to flourish. I'm just trying to get my head around this still, and I want to make sure I understand you when, because this is, this is nuts to me. So if I want to start any kind of business in Louisiana, let's say I want to start a sub sandwich business in Louisiana, are you telling me that Subway, which isn't necessarily based in Louisiana or uh, Jersey Mike's, can come in and say, no, we don't, we're not on board and veto that? I, I, I'm trying to get my head around it because it doesn't seem like anyone would ever be able to start a business. Well, it only applies to certain industries depending on the state. So in Louisiana, it's respite care. In other states, we've seen a lot with uh, moving uh, moving companies. And in other states, we've seen it with uh, uh, medical providers that provide emergency services. So it just depends on the state and the industry. But I think the analogy is spot on. If, it w if there were a competitor's veto law for sandwiches, Subway could stop Quiznos or Jimmy John's from opening up. And it's hard to imagine how any small business owner can get well, off. And then you have monopolies at that point. And that's, that is totally anti-American, totally against what we are. My goodness. Um, all right. We want to get back to reparations with Wen Fa again of Pacific Legal uh, Foundation, right? I said that right? Foundation? Yes. Okay. Yes. Who, By the way, who supports you? Where do you get most of your funding? Yeah, we are supported by donors all over the country. Uh, donors love our message of uh, property rights, separation of powers, equality and opportunity, they see the success that we have obtained uh, for principles and also for people. We represent small business owners, farmers, uh, individuals who want to be, uh, want to start a business in course across the United States. And we've had, we've demonstrated proof of concept uh, with, you know, court wins all over the country, including 15 wins before the Supreme Court. So, you know, we fight for everyday Americans and we're, we're really proud to stand up for individual liberty. All right. I wonder how many everyday Americans in San Francisco are going to say, but when, how, how can you say you're standing up for everyday Americans when you're standing up against these reparations? So we'll let you defend that right after this break. The last thing I want someone to say to me is, man, you look tired. So I use Genucel. I'm going to tell you about this little skincare secret of mine because I believe in it. Genucel Skincare is an amazing antioxidant-based skincare company. It's made, manufactured right here in the United States. It's formulated by a pharmacist with quality ingredients, and their products smooth out the fine lines and wrinkles and prevent more from forming. So one of my favorites is the Deep Firming Serum with Stem Cell Technology. I mean, this stuff is tremendous. Uh, you put it on just a little bit all over your skin and you immediately notice that your skin feels more toned, more, 
more plump, more firm. And it's just a great way to start your whole routine in the morning and finish it off at night. And right now you can save over 70% off GenuCell's most popular package. This is just in time for the warm spring weather. It features GenuCell's Ultra Retinol that contains a powerful retinol alternative safe on your skin in the summer months and GenuCell's dark spot corrector to reduce the appearance of dark marks and sunspots from long summer days outside. You need this stuff. Plus, you'll still get GenuCell's classic under eye bags therapy for those terribly annoying under eye bags and puffiness. And with its immediate effects, see results in as little as 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. What have you got to lose? Don't wait. Visit GenuCell.com slash Michelle to save over 70% off their most popular package. Plus, every order subscription includes a luxury gift box with two free springtime essentials. That's two free gifts plus free concierge shipping for a limited time. Go to GenuCell.com slash Michelle with one L. So it's G-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-E. Get that 70% off now. So when there are going to be a lot of people who say, if you're standing up for the little guy, for the individuals, for opportunity, then why would you stand in the way of letting people who have been deprived of opportunities, uh, you know, beginning 400 years ago, or however people want to frame it, that people of color in this country have been denied opportunities, why would you want to stand in the way of us getting something that we think we deserve? How would you answer that? Well, I would answer that in two ways. Uh, first, I would answer that by saying that we need to treat individuals as individuals. If individuals are deprived of opportunities today, uh, we should be looking at ways to provide uh, those individuals with opportunities, usually by having the government get out of the way uh, as a barrier to those individual opportunities. And second thing that I would say is, you know, I've been doing these types of cases for years, it's always based on, uh, it always inevitably leads, as in San Francisco, to government-imposed discrimination. And the people that the government is discriminating against are of all sorts of different racial groups, depending on the government law at instance. So this case involves discrimination against any individual who happens to fall outside of uh, who, who does not identify as black. But in other places, uh, in Hartford, for example, I've represented black and Hispanic uh, students who couldn't get into magnet schools with over a thousand empty seats and were stuck in failing public schools because uh, the city of Hartford had a so-called diversity quota that reserved 25% of the seats for white and Asian students. And my colleague, Aaron Wilcox, represents uh, students at Thomas Jefferson High School or who want to attend Thomas Jefferson High School in Virginia uh, after Fairfax County, Virginia changed its admissions program because it believed that Asian Americans, who, by the way, have come from over 30 different countries and all have their individual experiences, were overrepresented. So discrimination is wrong regardless of who it's against. I, I That I am on board with a thousand percent. We are individuals first. You know, and, and where you can prove discrimination, absolutely, let's prove it. But to have open seats at a magnet school and deny opportunities to others because you say, nope, this percentage needs to be white, 
this percentage needs to be Asian, this percentage needs to be Hispanic, this percentage needs to be indigenous, is is just denying people of merit, individuals with capabilities, opportunities, as you said. Why is this so lost in this diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, world that we're living in? How is that so lost when... I think a lot of it is driven by politics. Obviously, there are political pressures for government entities to come up with these laws. But I think what we have to do uh, in fighting for equality before the law is connecting the message, as you mentioned, between equality and opportunity. When I represent uh, clients in Iowa who want to run for public office, there's a public office in Iowa that requires um, a man for every woman and a woman for every man. And because the elections are staggered, Every single election is only open to either male or female candidates. So we have three clients, two male candidates, one female candidates. They were all excluded in the last election because of where they lived and the year they ran. And I think that just shows that's a perfect story of how this fixation with proportional representation denies individual of opportunities. Well, it does. And when is that for every man, a woman, for every woman, a man going to include uh, now for every man and woman, a trans and for every man, woman and trans, a non-binary. And I mean, I could see them slicing and dicing that up to include all these different gender representations or people who identify in different ways, which has become a, a big thing these days in America as well. So I don't, I mean, I, 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 to me, it's pretty simple. Um, let the person with the best qualifications win the job. Let the person who uh, is best qualified to attend a school attend that school. Let the best business win. And, and we've gotten so far from that. I, I wonder as you go through this, it's, it's got to be encouraging that you win a lot of cases. You get legislative wins. You win before the Supreme Court. Do you ever stop and think to yourself, <laughs> This is snowballing. We're we're having an impact, but the problem's getting bigger, and it seems almost insurmountable. Or do you feel like you're, you know, you're eating that elephant one bite at a time? I think the problem uh, has gotten bigger in the last few years, but I don't think it's insurmountable. I'm very confident in liberty. I'm very confident in our message of equality before the law. And I think what we're doing at Pacific Legal Foundation is that we are litigating, we are racking up successes in the uh, in the courts and also in the legislature. But it's it's about even more than that. It's about people and about principles. So if we talk about the clients that we represent, as you know, I've said with our our, our students at Hartford and and uh, in Virginia, and we talk about the principles of equality before the law and equality and opportunity. I think that's a message that a lot of people, if they can hear it, they can get behind. I would agree with that. Um, Pacific Legal is the organization, the Pacific Legal Foundation. How can people find it when? Uh, people can find it on our website at pacificlegal.org. Pacificlegal.org. I, this is something I, you know, I don't normally endorse a lot of things, but this is something I can get behind because I, I, I so believe in the individual and not this overarching categorization and identity politics that are being played in America as you you've detailed a number of cases. What what chance do you think this reparations movement in San Francisco has of moving ahead and actually being passed or will it ultimately be challenged in the Supreme Court, do you think? 
Look, I, I, I don't know. San Francisco and California in general have surprised me with some of the legislation that they have actually enacted. Um, so I don't know what, what chances it has, but I will say that it's you know patently unconstitutional as it should be and morally wrong to treat people based solely on their membership in a racial group. So I don't think I don't think it has, you know, I don't think it has a leg to stand on in court. Well, you've enlightened me a little bit in in telling me about the draft requirements for eligibility in that they can come from anywhere and and apply for these reparations in San Francisco and buy a house for a dollar and all the rest. I'll be really interested to see what their final report is in a couple months or a month or so. Uh, and we'd love to have you back to discuss it further. This is, I think this is an issue that has the ability to really divide people at a time when that's the last thing we need more of and we need more unification. And just to say, you know, let's take care of people now and have people pay for it who have nothing to do with any of this, who are not, you know, I, I, I see how they sow the argument. I see how they put this patchwork together and make these connections and try to make us all feel guilty for sins of the past but so many of us, our families weren't even here until the last 100 years or so. And it's just, it's, it's reckless, it's dishonest. And um, I'm glad there's, there are people who are trying to take it on. So WENFA, again, it's PacificLegalFoundation.org if you are interested. And you can find WEN uh, on Twitter, at WENFA. Do I, uh, did I miss an, a letter uh, or anything? So, so, so it's, it's PacificLegal.org and at WENFA1. So see, I screwed up both PacificLegal.org and WENFA1, at, that at WENFA1 on Twitter. So check it out. Um, also at Pacific Legal on Twitter. If you're interested in finding out more about what they do and supporting their their cause, uh, I'm, I'm happy you're out there. I'm happy. I, I've read a number of the cases. Some of the, the property um, cases are just staggering. They're just mind blowing to me. So a uh, good thing that you're there and helping out in any way that you can. When I'd love to have you back. Thanks so much for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. This has been Sideline Sanity. Be brave and do good. Thanks for listening. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.